this episode of the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast, I'll be talking about an officially released vault track, Money Don't Grow on Trees. Money Don't Grow on Trees is estimated to have been recorded in November of 1981 at Prince's Kiowa Trail Home Studio in Chanhassen, Minnesota. So the box that this tape was found in was labeled The Hookers, which is why it's predicted that Prince had this song in mind for his brand new all-girl group who would change two-thirds of their members, you know, within the next year to become Vanity Six and release their debut album in 1982. Because it was estimated to have been recorded after the release of Prince's fourth album, Controversy, which was released in October of 81, this song was placed instead on the 1999 Super Deluxe release, which came out three years ago in November of 2019. So that's, that's how a song estimated to have been recorded in 1981, a mere month, from the release of Controversy ends up on 1999 Super Deluxe is because, obviously, if it was recorded after the release of an album, it couldn't have been thought of as part of or a potential song for the album that was just released. So that's how that kind of works. Considering that uh, Vanity Six's debut album leaned more into the group's overt sexuality, uh, an innocent tale of frugality and being able to take care of oneself, maybe didn't fit in with the final vision Prince had for his all-girl group. That's just one guess as to why this ended up not really being considered or even recorded, as far as we know, by any member of Vanity Six. And also, unlike a lot of the music found on the Vanity Six album, Money Don't Grow on Trees has a more organic musical feel to it, more of a throwback to classic soul and R&B, where songs like Drive Me Wild, Nasty Girl, Makeup, were much more modern sounding for that time. The song's main focus and theme, as the title would suggest, is money. How to find it, how to keep it, and why is it important? Growing up in a lower middle class, you know, family and and. Prince was likely surrounded by people who had to work hard, you know, work nine to five jobs, very hard, maybe have two jobs just to make ends meet. And as uh, Zachary Hoskins blog post on Money Don't Grow on Trees suggests, there are plenty of songs in Prince's discography where financial success or, or lack thereof loom very heavy. The uh, very popular and and well-known opening line to I Want to Be Your Lover is I Ain't Got No Money. Baby, I'm a Star and The Times One Day I'm Gonna Be Somebody are both songs that focus on people who haven't quite made it. They're, um, They're being pushed to stardom internally, like they have this internal drive. So they dream, these people dream big, they work hard. And maybe, you know, if all the the cards fall in your favor, one day you'll be rich and famous too. So that's that's kind of like this song is in a little bit of both of those worlds where it's a song about somebody who doesn't probably have a lot of money. And that's why money is, you know, an issue or a discussion point for the lyrics. But also there's this upward mobility theme as well. And um, we'll, we'll... Dig a little bit into that here as we talk about the lyrics of the song. Well, I'm a hard working boy, cause my mama didn't raise no fools. She told me go out and get a job, yeah. 
working boy because my mama didn't raise no fools she told me to go out and get a job yeah as soon as I got out of school she told me how to catch and hold a woman before she told me about the birds and bees she said baby love money don't grow money don't grow on trees money don't grow on trees so that's the first verse of the song, as well as the chorus. It's kind of all blended together to make, um, you know, one cohesive verse, I guess. So in the first verse here, you know, the, the opening line, I'm a hardworking boy. And if you think about the song, again, in the framework of it potentially being earmarked for the Vanity Six, or, you know, as they were previously known, the Hookers, or even any member of the of that group's um, you know, potential solo album, this pronoun that Prince uses would have to be changed. So I'm a hardworking boy versus I'm a hardworking girl. And if you think of it, if it's changed, if the pronouns change, well, I'm a hardworking girl, that instantly, or it can provide an alternate dual meaning. Working girl is less offensive way of describing a prostitute so that is one thing that you know you have to kind of consider if this was going to be written and sung from the perspective of a woman and then the line later in this verse when uh, prince is referring to his mother she told me how to catch and hold a woman so then you have to think about how that would mean if it was flipped to she told me how to catch and hold a man and yeah, this would be considered an old fashioned sentiment, not a very progressive way to look at man and women relationships. Uh, this is post women's lib. So I don't know if, um, you know, the, the, the mother in this song is coming from an old fashioned perspective where, you know, where the, the woman has to rely or should rely on the man for financial well-being. But, I mean, let's be honest, this was a valid way of thinking for a lot of people, especially uh, of the older generations. Um, it wouldn't be that uncommon for a person in their 50s or 60s, in the late 70s, early 80s, to still possess some of these these thoughts about how, you know, the, the, the dynamics of, of a marriage where the man goes to work and earns the money, the woman stays home and raises the children and maintains the home. That was a val very valid way of, of thinking for people, men and women alike. So if this was flipped and this was going to be a song sung by a woman, it wouldn't be unusual for somebody older's advice to that girl to be catch and hold a man. Again, for financial well-being and making sure that uh, that person's going to be taken care of. Let's also we have to face the facts that women were were paid less, and often weren't given the career opportunities that men were given. So, marrying a man with a good job was was crucial if a woman wanted to live a certain kind of lifestyle, 
and, and be financially stable. Now, of course, if, if we think of it from the perspective of, of a man singing it, because, you know, Prince does use the, the, the pronouns for, you know, for him as the vocalist. She told me how to catch and hold a woman. I guess, you know, you can think of it meaning catch and hold a woman to help with the household responsibilities. If we're still using that old-fashioned, antiquated uh, man-woman, husband-wife dynamic. Or just meant, you know, to catch and hold a woman, meaning like, son, I need you to... I don't, th- I don't think necessarily you can take care of yourself. And I really want you to be happy and have a, a partner in life who can, you know, be your, be your strength, be your rock. Or, you know, if, if this person feels like their son doesn't have the life skills to take care of themselves, which is, you know, again, on the parents, they should have taught their son life skills if that's what they felt like he needed or was lacking then catching and holding a woman would be useful for, you know, uh, helping him stay fed. <laughs> if the guy was like pathetic in the kitchen or something, um, or to, you know, to, for, for procreation for children, some grandparents have the motivation that their children get married because they want grandchildren. That's, that's also a very valid point of view coming from, you know, that generation and from just older people in general who've had kids and want grandkids and, they want to see their children follow the same path that they they followed, potentially, especially if they feel like their path was the right path or the correct path for them. And they feel uh, maybe catching and holding a woman would make their son happy. So it could be looked at from a, a couple different um, angles, but that's kind of how I see it. The chorus is where the title of the song comes into play, Money Don't Grow on Trees. Money Don't, Money Don't Grow on Trees. So money don't grow on trees is what in the English language is called an idiom. That's really, it's, it's intended to warn people that they should be mindful of how they spend their money because it's in limited supply. You can't simply walk out your front door, shake the money tree whenever your supply runs low. Unlike, for example, you know, a fruit and, um, it's usually something that an adult or a parent, for example, would tell their children in order to teach them the value of a dollar. By the time people are adults, this life lesson should already be understood, and if they're still careless with their finances as adults, a simple idiom like money don't grow on trees isn't likely to change their behaviors. So that's why I think in this song it works as the parent kind of providing guidance or um, guidance or advice to their child. Just remember, baby, money don't grow on trees. So get a job as soon as you get out of school, catch and hold a partner. Two incomes are better than one. And this is, this, these are the, uh, the words of wisdom that I'm imparting on you.
hard-working boy. It's the only way to stay alive. You can't get anywhere daydreaming, so you better get a 9 to 5. Unless you can dance like Fred Astaire, you better think about a college degree. Because baby, money don't, money don't, money don't grow on trees. Money don't grow on trees. So verse 2, uh, as somebody who was alive and, and enjoyed movies from the early 80s, of course I'm instantly reminded of the Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Dolly Parton film 9 to 5. Came out in 1980 with the line, so you better get a 9 to 5. I know Prince was obviously aware of the, the movie. This song was likely written only a year or so after the movie came out, but it, it's also a saying, 9 to 5, just another way of saying a day job. And this verse is funny to me because it preaches practicality, getting a regular job like regular folks, and entertaining people, and in this case he uses the the analogy like Fred Astaire. Entertaining people for a living isn't practical at all, unless you can dance like Fred Astaire. So, you know, Fred Astaire being the famed dancer-actor from the golden age of Hollywood in the 30s and 40s, basically he's the stand-in for somebody doing something, entertaining somebody at the highest level. So somebody who has a unique talent that you just can't find anywhere and somebody who has mastered whatever it is that their art is and has been able to translate that skill into a viable career. Something that most people who try to become singers, dancers, actors, athletes, painters, sculptors, poets, writers... It's very difficult to earn a, you know, a living doing any of these things. Um, you know, having that be like your primary method of income. So Prince is preaching practicality. Can't get anywhere daydreaming. So you better get a nine to five. So all that daydreaming you've got about being the next big star. Honey, you don't dance like Fred Astaire. So you better just get that nine to five. And you better think about getting that college degree. So, again, Prince is preaching practicality. However, <laughs> I find it funny because Prince obviously didn't follow that path as um, somebody who did not go to college and immediately after high school started pursuing his art, which was music, writing, performing music. Uh, you can easily now, of course, in the 2020s, take out Fred Astaire and replace it with like, so you better get a 9 to 5 unless you can uh, sing, dance, write, perform like Prince. Better think about a college degree. So I just I just think that that's funny that in this song he preaches practicality, didn't follow his own advice, didn't follow the advice of probably the people in his life growing up that you know, maybe thought that uh, being a musician was going to be tough. I mean, of course, his father was a musician. His mother worked in music as well. And they would likely have, you know, provided some stories to him about the difficulties of, of toiling away in um, thankless, thankless night gigs and 
trying to book gigs here and there and, and jumping from band to band and, and doing whatever it took to make some money as a musician. Thankfully, Prince, of course, was able to transcend that the typical musical struggle and become a major star and, you know, one of the more acclaimed and wealthiest stars of the era. So it worked out for him. It doesn't work out for everybody. So you better think about that college degree. That's what uh, ultimately saying here in this verse. We do what we do. We do what we do. Do what we do, my mama didn't raise no fool. If you can't dance like Fred Astaire, say so you better get on the street, everybody up, get off and move your feet. So that's just basically the bridge, and you know, um, just kind of reiterating some of the same lines. Mama didn't raise no fool comes from the first verse. If you can't dance like Fred Astaire, comes from the second verse, and. Even if, like, if you're overthinking, like, a lot of these lines towards the end of the song and the rest of the song just feel like him riffing, but if you overthink it, because I like to do that, the the line where he says, you better get on the street, I think, I can think of that as a couple of different ways. One way I can think of it is interpreting it to mean, like, pound the pavement, meaning go look for a job, or get on the street, again, sung by a band called The Hookers, uh, and, and tying that into the, the first verse, the potential interpretation of catch and hold a, a, a man, that could also mean get on the street, meaning, you know, sell your body. So, you know, if you're a hardworking girl and you can't dance like Fred Astaire, get on the street. And so, obviously, I don't really know if he intended for some of these lines to be interpreted as... Uh, you know, secretly coded ways of describing a woman selling their body for money. The The song kind of contradicts that theory that some of these lines could be interpreted that way with the talks about getting a 9-to-5 and going to college, um, finding, a, finding a woman or a man to maybe help support them. But Prince also had a band that he was intending to call the hookers. So I think you can, you can maybe go either way with it or both ways where some of these lines might've been a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge type of situation where, you know, a working girl or get on the street could absolutely be considered and, and could absolutely be thought of as ways for Prince to, um, Prince could, you know, fit in some double entendres, that can be interpreted very innocently about just getting a job versus being a quote-unquote working girl on the street. So I think because of the nature of the song and the nature of who he was intending the song to be performed by, it could go either way, and I think they both work. But like I said, there's there's definitely evidence within the song that kind of contradicts the whole working girl on the street selling their body aspect. So a lot of more of the same lines about uh, dancing like Fred Astaire and not being able to do that, thinking about a college degree. Uh, the, I think the only other line in the, for the rest of the song that I find 
maybe a little bit humorous is when he says, oh, I need my money like a hog needs slop. I need my money. Like a hog knee slop. What you say, brother? I, 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 baby, baby, I need my money. Don't wanna stop. What you say, brother? I need my money. Don't wanna stop. I love making money. So the whole hog knee slop line is is a funny analogy it's just not something you hear very often and the imagery certainly isn't match the the song you know um i don't know where prince came up with the the farm analogy the farm animal analogy here but hey you know again he lived in minnesota but he was an urban kid so he lived in a city i'm sure passing uh hog farms wasn't something that he was doing every day but Again, you can't avoid it. If you live in the Midwest, there's there's no way to avoid it unless you literally like never leave the city. As soon as you get out of the city, you're surrounded by cow pastures and hog farms and, you know, corn and soybean fields, um, dairy farms, like I said. So it wouldn't be unheard of and unthoughtful. I mean, we know that Prince traveled outside of the city, so... I think this is something that could easily be just um, chalk it up to a, a funny little Midwestern analogy that Prince had in his head. And, and that's essentially what this song is. It's a, a fun, fun little ditty. Um, pretty straightforward lyrics. A song I enjoy, but uh, never really found its home. Like I said, we don't know. If there's a version out there that was ever performed by any of the members of the Hookers or Vanity Six. And if there is, I'd love to hear it, but some tells me there isn't. And this is likely a song that died a pretty quick, pretty quick death there in late 1981, early 82. So that is it for this episode of the Press for Wine Prince Lyrics podcast. I've been your host, Jason Brenninger. You can find the show at pressforwine.net. And uh, other social media uh, platforms. Check me out there, Discord, and uh, Patreon as well. Shout out to Theo and Baron. And until next time, goodbye. Ooh.